Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer. Okay, in informal session this morning, uh, nice and, well, it's not that cosy really, it's quite a big room. Um, so uh, yeah, fire away, whatever you want to ask, we'll, we'll start diving into your, your queries, questions and concerns. Who's first? Ja James, I, I'm <laughs> really surprised to see your hand. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> Yeah, so um, we, we, we constantly have uh, a number of tenants who would be in arrears. Um, I'd say a lot of them then do get back into line or just say I want to move out and you know they sort their arrears out or whatever so we you know we'd usually just sort of work with them and, and that would work. Occasionally we, uh, we get some where they would um, they'd leave. So I've got a couple of cohorts which um, intentionally sort of you know I've seen a few instances where they'll go in there not pay for as long as possible just ignore you and then actually wait for the bailiff to pull them out um, and um, you know with those sorts you know I, I've, I've a lot of letting agents won't chase the money um, but um, Caroline and I have decided uh, we, we do with all of them now um, and um, if it's a company, especially recently, I, um, I issued a winding up petition on a care company. They'd lied to us for ages. They'd, you know, told us they were paying us. They'd, all sorts of stuff. And they just really made me angry. And I think it probably cost four or five grand, but it's, um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. And most people won't, um, but it's pretty existential for them. It puts their company into liquidation. Um, so, um, you know, we, we got, I think the debt was three grand, and they ended up paying eight. So we got all the money, and the solicitor got their money, and the court got their money. Yeah. It makes sense to use the same thing where, um, like, with loans from SESs and stuff like that. Is that pretty much the same, same deal? Uh, I, it may be, yeah. But you've, you've obviously got to go to court first and prove that you're owed the debt. These guys don't even turn up. Uh, they know they owe it, but the strategy is we'll just ignore them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as long as it's a proven debt and you've got a county court judgment which confirms it, solicitor usually does it. And, and they're, they're often a bit resistant because they're like, it's quite likely you're going to spend this money and you're, you know, you, you, there's a reasonable chance you won't get it back. So that's why a lot of people don't do it. But I do do it now, yeah. I look at the balance sheet as well. There was 200 grand on the balance sheet, so I thought, well, it's pretty good, um, yeah. Pretty good sort of balance of risk. Uh, who is next? Any questions about almost anything? Hi, Julie. Random letter. Yeah. What's your thoughts on AI? Uh, well, uh, so I'm, I'm just sort of learning about it, getting getting used to it. I've got a I've got a few things running, like a uh, an AI assistant on Zoom, so it 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 listens in on my Zoom calls. 
uh, writes a summary of the conversation. It writes a full transcript, logs it all. I'm finding it very interesting. I've been to a couple of, I'm in, I'm in this, it's called Young Presidents Organization. It's sort of young um, MD CEOs, that sort of stuff. And they've had a couple of presentations on it, which I'm finding fascinating. There's a lot of, um, I don't know, Rob Moore type uh, individuals with their avatar online and people are sort of paying this uh, person who looks like Rob, let's say, um, to, I don't know, answer their questions and help them with, you know, all this sort of stuff. There's, you know, I think there's so many avenues which are going to open up. Um, they say it's going to make loads of people redundant. I suspect it'll be like the Industrial Revolution where they thought that, but then a whole, whole new load of industry and world opens up. Um, you know, so uh, it's going to be absolutely massive, isn't it? And those that that understand it and implement it and get on top of it, um, they're probably going to rule the world, I presume. Yeah. Okay. It's a, I don't think it's just a flash in the pan at all. No. 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 Hi. Morning. Morning. Phil Heaton touched on the other day some of the changes that are coming in um, permitted development in regards to commercial. Yeah, which, which permitted development rights are you on about? Uh, in regards to extra apartments and being able to put in extra apartments. Uh, Into what type of building? Like above uh, shop units and stuff like that. I think yeah, haven't, I, I, I haven't seen that specifically. Um, or it's not actually out in force at the moment. No. There's speculation that it's going to be brought in um, probably towards the end of this year where you can convert C1s into C3s under PD prior approval. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Uh, so hotels into yeah. apartments. And there's going to be a little bit more of yeah. flexibility when it comes to doing commercial into flats, up to a maximum of X amount of flats. But it is all just his side of the moment. What we do suspect is going to be coming. I think it's 15,000 square foot, isn't it? Yeah. Offices is 15,000, and it, it'll probably be that again. So the, the big one is going to be the C1 yeah. Yeah, and and the other one is houses into two flats. Um, so there is actually a consultation on the houses into two flats. I don't know if there's a consultation out on the on the hotels and sort of bed and breakfast guest houses into flats. Um, but often when they say, I've seen with this with permitted development rights. Often when they say it, they do actually do it. Um, there's certain things they talk about all the time and never do, yeah. uh, but with this they do seem to do it. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be too much opposition. Yeah. Hi, Lorraine. Hi. So um, we've got multiple businesses. So I'm just interested where you're focusing your time. Yeah. With you, you've got passport you've got your businesses. Yeah. Where are you, what are you prioritising this year? I'd like to think that this year is a good year for buying, for doing deals. Clearly, for me, property's still falling. Uh, and last year, for me, it was stuff at the end of 23 is going to be cheaper than at the beginning of 23. So why am I going to be, why am I going to get involved? Do you see what I mean? Because I'm going to be able to. I was quite sure that was my opinion. That, and I, and I suspect we're still it's still falling now. I know there's been more interest in January, but the reason it's falling is because base rate is five and a quarter, and it needs to adjust to to work. And that's not changed yet, and it's not going to. Okay, maybe it drops a percent by the end of this year, but it's still fundamentally four percent when you know the market is probably set up at a one percent and it's adjusting. I.e., rents have got to go up, values have got to come down. 
incomes have got to go, go up to reach that equilibrium point again. So, um, yeah, I just, I'll be doing more deals um, probably this year than I, I did one last year. I bought, we bought a Pizza Express and I, it's really under rented. The rent's way too low, you know, and I'm just dealing with that now. And we've got a sort of some dilapse, uh, rather heavy dilapse uh, boys sort of dealing with that one as well at the moment. It's just starting. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to do a big PRS block. Um, you know, I, I had a funder over a couple of days ago because they value our big block every year. Um, and they sent two over, two people over from the bank and the surveyor this year. So every year they do this and then every quarter they get all the numbers from the accounts department. So I'd like to do another one with them really. Um, uh, yeah, what else are we doing? Trying to grow our letting agency. Uh, we're doing a lot more, uh, you know, take a five bed house, put an extension on with PD, turn it into a six bed HMO, very high end, with kitchenettes, you know, and just push the rent right up. We're just doing a lot of those for landlords. Um, say that again. Uh, it, it's coming, but it's not here yet. Yeah. Well, maybe it's coming. Yeah. Uh, it, it, they did a cabinet. Uh, it, it was in a council meeting, um, and then they said they were going to do a consultation on it, but I haven't seen the consultation. It takes them such a long time. It's it's not live yet, and there's no date. Um, so exactly, and that that hasn't even happened yet. So. Um, yeah, that you know that we've used that for a while. Yeah, we quite like it. Yeah, um, and then obviously training, which Rob would focus on more, um, trying to organically grow it uh, and do more and more. Um, I check our rents every, you know, once a month. I go through the whole lot, all the portfolio. I've had a, a you know, a big focus on rent rises for probably a couple of years now, every month, you know, just little and often, yeah. which I'm sure you guys have had, but I look, where, yeah, I, I look back and um, a block we finished two years ago, let's say I created all the expected rents three years ago for that block. Those rents are now gone up 40%. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's got to adjust, hasn't it? Rates go up less supply because of the government attacking landlords or whatever, then rents have to go up to a level where it works again. And that's the adjustment that's taking place, yeah. Who's next? Hi, <coughs> morning. Buy and sell companies in the MA space, but someone who's competing with property where? Mm -hmm. Yeah. suggest focusing on this year? What would I suggest focusing on? Yeah. Um, so, what is it you want to achieve? Um, wh yeah, what do you want to achieve? Um, I suppose a bit of everything, a bit of income, a bit of capital Yeah, I, I, I like buying single lets and, and HMOs, and I started buying little houses, refurbishing them, and putting tenants in, remortgaging them and putting tenants in, um, and then doing these sort of high-end high HMO houses where you, I don't know, spend maybe 100 grand on a six bed, put all on suites in, kitchenettes, you know, and you take the rent, 
you might get 400 on a, a room, but one of these is getting seven, 750 per room times six. Um, uh, we do, yeah, we do a lot of those around Peterborough. I do those in blocks as well in, in the town centre, but then you, you maybe move into blocks over a period of time. Um, but yeah, stuff's cheap. I mean, little three bed house around here now, um, you buy them for 150. Maybe spend 10 on refurbing it, and that will rent for a thousand pounds a month. If yeah, well, you, you just go out a little bit further. You do a sort of gold mine area on right move, but within half an hour, 40 minutes, there'll be areas, lower end areas. This is ex council areas we quite like. Um, you know, that three bed house I just mentioned two years ago was 180. And the rent was 750, so it's getting quite—it's getting nicer and nicer, isn't it? And sort of people moan about these periods, but um, they're creating much better deals. Yeah, yeah. Great. Who's next? Hi. Um, what do you think the mortgage rates are going to do over the next couple of years? I've got a fixed rate that's ending in yeah. two years' time, um, and I remortgaged. I pulled money out. In yeah in a company in something not in property yeah and said company went into liquidation yeah so i'm now in a situation where i pretty much i mean i have got equity in the property but not that i would probably be able to pull out and i'm faced with it it's left it's let at the moment at a pretty deal it's about 1650. yeah mortgage is about 500 at the moment yeah but that's yeah. your rental property yeah yeah what would you do in that situation and do what do you think mortgage rates are going to do yeah. Over the next couple of years. Yeah. So rather than me make an uneducated guess, what, what I'm trying to do is that the best way to answer this is mm -hmm. um, what the market thinks. Yeah. So um, in London every day they're trading on the financial markets and there's an implied rate curve. There's a graph which shows you what the collect all those collective minds, all those people that are risking their money what they're betting on and, and basically what the average of that is. Um, and there's a curve which the Bank of England um, generates a graph um, and they, they, they publish that every three months. Yeah. And it shows, it goes out, uh, I think it's about two or three years. Yeah. And I'm looking for it now because um, that's the best guess really. Um, it's the, the implied I, did, I, I actually looked at a curve like that yesterday, and by the end of the year, it's it's showing r base drops one per about one percent. So you're still at four and a quarter at the end of 2024, um, uh, and and it it might be another something like another percent over 25. Do you see what I mean? But I I um, I need to find this. What what I'm going to try and do is it, it's quite valuable. I'll put it. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Um, so I spoke to Lloyd's Commercial um, last week, and the general consensus of a lot of the commercial banks are sitting on more funds than they ever have. And by the time we reach 2025, 2026, goal, providing obviously the election uh, and all the outside forces that could budge everything up, the goal is to get back down to a 3.5% base rate and then interest rates to be in and around that kind of region. So we're expecting by the middle of 2026, that's the prediction. Okay, so I've got it here, found it. So 
this this is October 23 because it it's not you know it's it's issued every quarter. Um, so UK um, solid line is November year. Uh, okay, so beginning of 24, five and a quarter. Beginning of 25 is. This is still showing 5%, but I think that's shifted in the last month, six weeks, probably to come off 1%. And then this is showing by the by beginning of 26, 4.5% base rate. Yeah. In terms of how much money the you know the, the big commercial lenders have got, that that's a little that might be a bit different because obviously they may take a lower margin because they've got more money to put out. I'm talking about Bank of England base rate. Obviously they do price off that, but then their margin, if they've got more money to put out and there's more competition, they may take a lower margin in relation to Bank of England base rate. See what I mean? Yeah, and do you, I mean, rents have gone up significantly yeah. since I had my last tenant. Yes, like yeah. Significantly, I think they're about two grand a month now, and mine were paying sixteen fifty. Um, it's been quite been quite helpful, hasn't it? This always happens. Well, you maybe you should because maybe. the problem if you don't put it up is don't if it's if it's worth two is it worth two grand a month if you relet it? It's a, it's a hard one because when I let it out before, yeah. a lot of people weren't didn't pass credit check. Yeah, well they're they're not proceedable and you don't want them. Yeah, yeah it so would just be a world of pain. Difficult. Yeah. So I I kind of the, the good tenants they're yeah. not yeah. So let's let's assume the market rate's two grand. Um, normally, I'd I'd take it to within five percent of that. Yeah. So for the reason you've just mentioned, and also they're good. You don't want to leave, and when they leave, you will. It costs you money. There'll be a void. There'll be probably some maintenance to do, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I'd 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 probably you know I'd, for me, I'd probably more eight to nineteen hundred pounds. Yeah. yeah. But you've got to do the little and often. Because if you suddenly go 1,600, now I want two grand, yeah, can't. they can't afford it, or in their heads they can't, um, and they're more likely to just go. Um, whereas if you, this year, what was it, 1,650? 1650. Yeah, if you just go, right, it's 1,750 now, and then in your head you're like, next year I'm going to do 1,850. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. And you get them there over a period of time, it's going to be better because the problem is, in a year, that could be 2,200, and you're still on 1,650, yeah. and you just can have a bigger and bigger problem I grow. Mean, you know, rents always, are always going to go up, or do, have you ever seen a situation where they've come down significantly because they're yeah. you can't afford them because they're overpriced? Yeah, in the medium to long term, yes, they're always going to go up. Yeah. Um, it, in the short term, I have seen it. There was, I remember, a, it's not that common, but I do remember a period when the credit crunch started. It was really weird, where. I, it was almost like a glut of properties, and yeah, we we started having to let people in who probably weren't as good. What you really want to do is just discount it a bit more. But yeah, they say they were 450 at the time. Maybe we were having to let people in at 400. Yeah, um, but that only went on six months a year, and then it was back to you know, not that it went up that much because from 2004 at 450. We, by 2016, we were still only on 550. But then from 2016 on 550 to now, it's gone 550 to 1,000 yeah, now. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. My last tenants were 1,400, 
and then then it was went up to say sixteen percent. Yeah. And now, and this has only been the two thousand has only been over the last year. Yeah. It's gone up like four hundred. Yeah. When you attack landlords, when you create Section Twenty Four, can't offset all the mortgage interest. When you put um, stamp duty up, when you create endless licensing schemes, when you generally put them off, less of them buy and come into the market, more of them sell, and the economics just says the rents go up. So in the end, the tenants are paying all this, all this, the extra tax and the extra costs of legislation. Surprise, surprise, the, the tenant pays, and the government knew this, but uh, they just want the money, don't they? Yeah. Wanted to comment on that. Is it mortgaged? It is, yeah. Yeah, so I, I've, this is a problem I've had. So if you buy to let to know, I haven't been putting the rents up because I want to be a nice, nice landlord and all that. Yeah. The problem is now because the rates have gone up so much, the affordability doesn't match. Well, that's why I'm thinking so. I've got, I'm all right at the moment, but two years' time, if the interest. Just get going on it. At the moment, and it's just like, it won't stack if yeah. I. Well, just, you know, and if they come back and they say, oh, we can't pay it all, you say, well, I can't pay my mortgage, so you know, I'm going to have to sell the house if I don't put the rent up. That's the reality of the situation, isn't it? I mean, I, I might even be tempted just to go straight to 1800 so you can get it done in two years by the time you've got that interest rate, yeah. you know, pop. I do negotiate with them a little bit, but um, it's also dependent on how have they paid, are they difficult, are they, and yeah. if they're difficult, <laughs> then it's, yeah, well. I don't want them to move out, basically. No. You just you need to give them some rent increase. They're probably expecting it. I tell you what happens often. A lot of them, they they well, some of them they go, oh no, this is outrage. Oh, you know, I can't do this. And we go, okay, go and have a look on right move and look at everything else. And then they, some of them just go quiet and pay it. A lot of them they ring up and go, I can't believe how much all the other houses are around here. We're like, yeah, we're gonna let you have it two hundred pound a month cheaper than those. And they're like, thanks, yeah. So a lot of them haven't looked. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Mark, hi. Yeah. Happy New Year. Great to see everyone. I really appreciate everyone's advice on this. I've got a flat in London with a, which had a cladding issue. Cladding's being paid for, um, and that property had to remortgage it in February last year. It went up five times. It's still cash flowing, just. Now, I've been listening to all the various different, like, you know, advice that people give on podcasts and stuff like that. It seems like the planning issue has become less of an issue now. And it's due to, I put it on a two year fixed rate. Um, so it's due to be remortgaged in February next year. And I want to pull money out of that property because that's like quite an expensive back in London and it should be doing better than it is. So I just wanted to get a feel from all the like, different people in the room and yourself. Is the planning issue, are lenders now beginning to be more forgiving for the cladding, knowing that it's being sorted out? And do you think that, you know, will I have to stick with my lender, which is Santander, which is a very rigid lender, doesn't like anything being done differently or doesn't like to consider so it's very difficult to negotiate with Santander right now uh, through the broker I use. Do you see that, uh, have you had similar issues with cladding on any of your buildings? Or, because I've got this flat, so it's, you know, and it's not a very tall building, it just slips over the, like, the height that all the cladding issues are. How high is it? Um, is it under 18 metres or under 11 metres? How many storeys? Uh, it's four storeys. Yeah. 
So that's it's probably it, it's probably under 18, but over, it'll be over 11. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one of Michael Gobes um, got him in a room, didn't he? And and basically got his gun out and said, "I'm going to shoot you all unless you agree to do this." <laughs> You're not walking out until you sign the paperwork. Do you remember? They got they got very upset about it all. He he said they weren't getting any more planning permissions unless they. They signed the document. It was like President Putin, do you remember? And then when they signed it, I want my pen back. Do you remember that sort of little moment? Mm. 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 Yeah, So uh, I, I built a series of buildings through all of this and I've got some cladding on them. So you can imagine they've been all over me, up the wazoo, sideways, backwards, development funders, building regs, warranty, end funder. Do you know what I mean? And it, I, I had it even this week when the, the lender came over. They've got this security has been there two years. They've had everything. Is there any cladding on this building? You know, so I get it continually. Oh, and then there's the buildings insurer that I have to satisfy. I have the full. So, I, 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 and then all our existing blocks, I get continually grilled on all this. So, um, the key is an EWS1 survey. Yeah. So I'm presuming that's already been done. And what that will highlight is the not just cladding, because cladding is actually one part of this. It's it's the wall build up. What's in it? Insulation, you know, Tyvek, all this stuff within the wall. Balconies, is there, are there combustible material on the balconies? Um, and yeah, it's about, it's basically about combustible material and whether it meets A or B or, you know, and you need a data sheet to prove it. So it's, it's basically block by block. Is there an EWS one? And um, is it acceptable? And it sounds like they're doing the remediation work and the lender will probably just say we want an EWS1. Now under 18 metres, and I haven't checked in the last six months, but under 18 metres my understanding was I don't think there was a legal requirement for cladding to be non-combustible. Yeah, so I think the law, you, you could put petrol on the walls if you wanted, do you see what I mean? I think above 18 metres it was quite different, but the lenders just could see this being a huge problem and just said we want EWS1 on pretty much everything if it's not just obviously brick. So is, is the one of those reports, has that been done? Yeah. I think it's, um, see with EWS1, yeah. there's, I think there's A1, yes. B1, yes. B1, B1, yes. B1, 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 yes. You can see a path between A1, B, I think B, B2 I've, I've got a, I've got a B and that's fine, I think, yeah. yeah. It's very hard to get A1. They do. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just hope that, I just wanted to get a feel for 
is all that just now more forgiving of it? Are they going to, am I going to be in the same situation? I have to go back onto a you know, fixed rate or you know, maybe a track rate? Well, they're forgiving of it. If they're, they're probably going to go, we want to see the EWS1. And if the EWS1 says that this building is okay, and, and, and probably uh, from memory, I think it is down to B and above, then they're probably going to go, it's okay. And it, if, but they're still asking for those. And I'm still, it's not just the lenders. Every time I go for you know, buildings insurance every year, I get a full grilling. What are the wall buildups made of? What balconies are there? What's the roof made of? What are all the floors made of? What are, and I've got, for every building I, I have, you know, I've had a survey done, or if I built it, I've got my QS to explain every part of the building, and I just cut and paste it and send it. A lot of the time they don't understand it anyway, because it's technical. Um, but yeah, of course they're still asking, but I think there's probably more clarity, because Rick's started, uh, I think Rick's have probably, they have created a document making it clear, more clear to lenders when they needed an EWS one and what that needs to achieve and you know what wh what not. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. Yeah. That's why my broker said they're not gonna ask any questions, we'll get the mortgage Yeah. I don't you know that sort of thing works for a while, doesn't it? And then they start asking for them. And it depends which underwriter and yeah. Probably, yeah, uh, probably. And, and it's the block manager that will have got it. They'll already have it. If they've gone and, if Taylor Wimpy have gone and done this, they need to know what the wall buildups are and they need to know that there's an issue. And therefore they've had an EWS1 done that's highlighted that all this work needs doing. Once this work's done, what's the issue? They're, they're, they're probably, the block manager is probably then going to want to get another EWS1 done to show that it's done. Well then, it doesn't matter if Santander asks for one, because you just send them the EWS1, you go, yeah, all well, the remedial work's been done, here's the report. So I think it's down really on the question I'm now, but no, I'm trying to work out the question I'm trying to ask at the beginning, but now I, I, I've got it. Does an EWS1 with remedial work, like suppose you've got an EWS1 much as in the low Bs, plus remedial work, does that allow you to refinance, or do you have to have it as a full, like, A1, A2, EWS1? That's what I'm thinking. They get another report done. So you've got an EWS1, which says that, you know, it's, it doesn't meet that, and there's combustible materials in the wall build-up. So they go and do the work, then they go and get another EWS1 done. And the, the, the new EWS1 just says, the wall buildups are this. It doesn't necessarily have to say what they were. It will just say what they are now, and it'll it'll explain what grade it is. And the lender will they don't even need to know what it was before. They just need to see that the the, the wall meets the um, you know A or B or, or or whatever is is they need. But in that EWS one, it will be clear if you read it. I've got stacks of them. It it, it says. Um, whether it is acceptable or not, you know? They won't be doing the remedial work, they won't be spending all that money unless it satisfies a, a, a fire engineer who's gonna write an EWS1, because they wouldn't spend all the money, it's pointless. They're doing it so you guys can get a mortgage. So once that work's done, 
go to the block, you go to the block manager now and say, are you going to get another EWS one done? Yeah. Yeah. Are you getting it done once the work's done? And, and their answer is probably going to be yes. And you go, well, I want a copy of the report for my lender. And they'll, they'll get asked that by everyone who wants to buy and sell. Um, and that will just, that's it, you send it to the lender. And I, I, th I think that will do it, yeah. <coughs> Who's next? <coughs> Hi, yeah, far away. Um, so basically my brother, uh, I was just thinking of, about the issues with that cladding book. Just basically just had a survey done on um, a house that he bought for himself. Yeah. Basically the survey came back pretty much, yeah, everything's yeah. the odd little thing on there. But now he's found out he's, all his upstairs ceilings are asbestos. Yes. Joint drill for us. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, and he's gone back to the, that company. So yeah. And they're basically like, well, as you can imagine, it's not our problem, sort of thing. Sorry, that said company, what said, are they? They're basically, I don't know what the name What's is. their involvement, sorry? The company who, yeah. who obviously did the survey. Okay. picked up on this asbestos, so he's a... Oh, the valuation. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so yeah. He paid, obviously, additionally for this survey, I don't know, 800 quid or whatever he paid. Yeah. Because he just had a survey done on a house previous, and literally <laughs> everything was wrong with it. Yeah. So obviously, he was really dubious then, every house he looked at. Yeah. Um, he's gone back to them and said, well, how come you haven't picked up? What kind of survey was it that he had done? No. Just a valuation report no, no, for a lender. He paid for it separately, like a full survey on the house to see. What kind of survey? I'd have to yeah. Sure, okay. Well, they've offered him his money back, but yeah. he's got to agree to it within a certain period of time. Yeah, which, which means he can't do anything else. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sort of raises red flag. Why would they even offer the money back if they've done nothing wrong? Uh, because they don't want to deal with the li they want to extinguish the liability well, that, exactly that might be there. Question yeah. Being is yeah. Where does he sort of go with it? Um, yeah, are they liable for a bit? You know. Well, it it depends what report is okay. asked for, and it depends what's in the report. Yeah. Um, it, you know, there's a quite a specific scope, you know, and it will probably say that at the beginning of the report what what it is they're looking at. Okay. Yeah, and if it's just a standard lender's valuation. That happens all the time, and there's not really much recourse usually. Um, but if it's a full bu building survey, um, then I believe that's what it was. Yeah, uh, I've never heard anyone be successful with any of this. Um, but but you probably go to some sort of solicitor. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. One of those no win no fee solicitors, I presume. Has anyone else sued a surveyor and got anywhere? Sometimes I think in Holland we use mediator mediation that you just take someone with you to that company and uh, also more talk about the soul level, not just about uh, the law thing. I mean, you're in the same community and everything. And if this goes around about a company like this, it's not good. So sometimes you can think about that if you are in a good face-to-face um, yeah, -face appointment, that it's better than just going with lawyers and stuff. He's tried speaking to them, but they're just not interested. Yeah, they're not going to. I mean, th these guys are quite legalised, and um, they're not going to bend over unless they have to. Uh, and the way, you know, it'll be a solicitor that makes them do that. Otherwise, they're just, they're not, yeah. The thing is, surveying a building, I mean, how, there's endless stuff in there that you are not going to know about and not going to see. You, you can't even be sure that's asbestos unless you test it. So, of course, the surveyor is going to put in there all sorts of, um, there's going to be a load of clauses in there protecting them because 
they weren't instructed to take a piece of asbestos and send it to a laboratory. Do you see what I mean? So, ring a solicitor, ask them. But yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't. I, I, I think going down that road against a, a surveyor like that is. No, I think you prob probably won't. He's had a no. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, th I think that's probably. Um, yeah. What's he going to do? Remove it all and. Um, he doesn't know at the moment. Yeah. He's, he's not literally not that at all. Yeah. I mean, you know, asbestos doesn't always need removing. If you're not going to disturb it, yeah, not yeah, going to drill into it, not going to. But they've got down. Someone's already put down lights and stuff through it, so it has already been disturbed in rooms. They've over overboarded it and stuff. See, a lot of the rooms you can't see until you go above all. Obviously, you're through. But yeah, I've told him the same. But I don't know if you'd come across it, that was all. I've I've come across people trying to challenge valuation reports, trying to say surveyors have missed things, which of course will happen all the time in a building. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't be able to operate if, if they were liable for all this stuff. I mean, can you imagine surveying a building and being liable for everything you, you miss? I mean, it's <laughs> how could you? You know, it would, take, it would take several months to find out every nook and cranny of this building and what all the materials are and all. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I laboratories and everything. So, I just, yeah. so I just wondered if there was anything yeah. that sort of come across that you might be able to have got to Yeah. Go yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's liable to get, you know, when he starts ringing asbestos companies and they, they, they are like... He the, had a quote for just the bathroom. Yeah, the yeah. They, they are, it's like the Wild West. They are a bunch of cowboys, most of them. Yeah. Um, and they, I mean, we had one on one building. It was 440 grand and we got it done for 120. Yeah. Because yeah. um, a lot of the time they'll come in and go, oh, everything's asbestos. And of course it isn't. Yeah, yeah. The only way you really know was... You take a sample, you send it to a laboratory, and you find out. So uh, I probably get more than three quotes. Okay. And also, there's notifiable asbestos and non-notifiable. And some of the less nasty stuff can just be taken out by somebody who's not licensed, okay. whereas the nasty stuff needs to be officially I mean, these guys, they turn up with these bloody red suits on and gas masks. I mean, they turn it into, you know, they, they have a van with, you know, hazard all over it. You know, they turn it into a, everyone's going to die so they can charge a load of money, you know. Asbestos, normally that can be like double banked and taken out. Yeah, without not by a licensed, um, remove it, yeah. So just bear all that in mind. If he gets loads of people out and talks to them, yeah eventually this, this truth will start to emerge yeah. rather than just the first one going, oh, everyone's going to die, Ines. Well, everyone's going to die, but you're all going to prison, Ines. You get someone like us to take everything out and give us 30 grand. Do you see what I mean? That, that is what quite a few of them will do. Yeah. You're all going to prison. That's the favourite. I'll tell him he's going to prison. Yeah, yeah. That's what, silica's the next thing like this. Um, and then, um, and they're doing it on contaminated earth that comes out of the, you know, when, when you used to just muck away, take it away, didn't you? But now a lot of it has to be tested. And of course, 10% of it might be contaminated. But I know there's one company around here that have done 
I mean, he sold it for several hundred million pounds. And you can imagine, I've, heard, I've spoken to a few builders and they're like, oh yeah, when 10% of it's contaminated, the whole bloody lot is. And instead of charging, I don't know, 100 pound a load, they're suddenly on 700 a load. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it, you've, got to, you've got to go into the detail of what they're up to, yeah. Well, there's, mo there's money. On the back of this festival, yeah. um, have you successfully claimed back the remediation tax? Yeah, so um, you can use something called land remediation relief uh, if the property is owned in a limited company. Uh, it's not, it's owned personally. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be in a limited company. But anything like that, um, land remediation relief. But that's, it doesn't, it's not just asbestos, it's anything that's hazardous to human health. You know, and if you've got a report that shows that and quotes, then, you know, you can substantiate the cost of doing that. You know, you might have contaminated land, you might have oil in it, you might have uh, Japanese knotweed, all, all this stuff. And it's, you, you can claim it at 150% of the cost using land remediation relief, yeah. But only in a limited company. Not personally, not in an LLP. That, that's another one, they'll turn up and, you know. I mean, Japanese knotweed, we have guys that come out and it is, it's, it's like, a, you know, stop. You know, your house is gonna fall down, you know. But all this yellow marking on the car and all that, you know. Um, so again, you, you need to get two or three of them out because it's not, it's just, at the moment, I, I, Mark's just highlighted what's going on with, you know, blocks and EWS ones. It's been the flavor of the month. Japanese knotweed was the flavor of the month five, 10 years ago. <laughs> Every surveyor that came out, oh, the whole country's gonna have these, you know, massive killer plants growing through all the houses and it's gonna split them in half and, and now they've sort of forgotten about that and they're on, they're on to this. Sorry? They had it on the Olympic site, didn't they? Look. Did they? Yeah. They spent like 100 million apparently. Uh, yeah, well, you can imagine the company that did it all are just, they'll all be living in the Caribbean now, won't they? The, yeah. Yeah. Okay, who's next? Like HS2, those. I think those guys have had a good time, haven't they? Just robbed the government. Who's, who's next? Hi. Hi, Julie. Um. To do with managing businesses, yeah. so my theme was leadership. Yeah. Um, running a successful business, yeah. which you started from scratch with Rob, yeah. through to now, what's been your, what's the issue that you have as a, like, um, what's the issue you have with managing and leading staff to get them to get to the end result, which affects your bottom line? I, I thought you were going to say, what's the biggest issue, uh, ongoing issue you have, and it's staff. Yeah, um, <laughs> obviously, <Absolutely>. yeah. <laughs> what is it, could you identify specifically what it is that causes you the problem? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it's just people, isn't it? It's just people. <laughs> is it not achieving goals, not turning up, leaving, underperforming? Yeah. Creating confidence? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah for me, uh, underperforming, under squabbles, you know, we've got a few of those going on at the moment. Yeah. So he or she doesn't get on with he or she, and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I don't. I, Rob and I are not really people managers, okay? So we're. <laughs> I sort of probably yeah, we're not. That. We're not. We're not great at that. 
So when we, when we started, we probably had we probably had two or three years where we used to do it, yeah? yeah. So there were 10, ten and I, th I think there were maybe a couple of women in the office, but the rest of them, they were all these young, hungry lads that we sort of wanted to hire, yeah? yeah? And there was no management structure, and they all used to come at us, yeah? And it was a fucking nightmare. I'd just try and keep my door shut, and I'm like, oh, God, you know, and all this sort of stuff. And over time, obviously, we, we worked out how to put tiers in place, and... The best thing we ever did was hire a, a managing director who's a brilliant people manager. And then she's obviously put all the management hierarchy in and then sort of runs them all. But obviously I see it all and I'm involved in the meetings and you know I, I hear what's going on all the time. So yeah, it's those yeah, underperformance, yeah. Um, bad cultural fit, yeah. uh, interview and obviously say great things. Yeah can't do the job yeah. in some areas of the business that can cause an absolute yeah <laughs> all that. I mean it's the most difficult bit isn't it yeah, yeah. This, this is why I'm I mean we're just putting a new system in at the moment you know uh, that's going to run everything we have one at the moment but it's sort of cobbled together they're saying that there's going to be more and more AI yeah. within that I'm looking forward to that uh, because apparently this uh, can remove quite a bit of admin yeah uh, I would I would put as much technology in as possible. Um, yeah, of course. Absolutely, yeah. Um, being honest, yeah. Because I think it's more reliable. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a good sort of technologist or anything like that, because I'm, I'm not really. But I think if you can get the right stuff, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Okay. You need people. You need, yeah. of course you do. But um, they cost a fortune. The, yeah. A lot of the problems don't need to be. No, I mean, I suppose I manage. I manage one person. I have my, my my assistant, but she, she, she manage. In fact, I don't manage. She manages herself. Um, you know, she's been with me. I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years or something. She used to manage my. We had a hands-free buying service. She used to manage all the lads and the staff, and they all, you know, as the business went, they went, and I just kept her. So. I've got a manager, which is like, because she's old enough and, you know, she can sort herself out, you know what I mean, which is great. I, I tend to look for people like that. Yeah. Um, um, I have to do any one-to-ones or any of that. I mean, you have to do that, and that's not, but I don't want to do any of that. Um, Sounds like she manages you. Well, she does, yeah. <laughs> she does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Get great people managers in who can do that for you if you if you've got issues with that and you've you know you you've got you need to build teams then you need those middle managers to run those teams and then somebody to sit on top of them thanks very much